Namaste. This is Dr. Green. Namaste. This is Ms. Green. And wow, Kathmandu yeah. is walking into a new world. Oh, uh, and I, I don't know why, but I had bought into this, I don't know, sort of the 1960s Kathmandu picture of this peaceful sort of Buddhist city, and it is anything but peaceful. Wow. Oh, there's, there's peace, but it's chaotic and yeah. crowded yeah. And, and wild. Well, the airport was so chaotic, <laughs> and that was just a picture of what the, what the Kathmandu is like. Yeah, it is teeming streets. Well, one thing, so it's grown so fast. It's more yeah. than 5 million people now, and uh, without traffic lights. Not one traffic signal light. Right, and so, and but the, all the traffic of a 5 million person city, and so yeah. it is snarled. Uh, pretty much all the time. That is largely no lanes. Just to think about that. Yeah. Right? right. Five million people and no traffic lights. Wow. But there are places of real peace. Uh, we the place we were staying uh, was very close to the Bodha Stupa, one of the mm -hmm. holy places, iconic, iconic places for Kathmandu and of Tibetan Buddhism. And so we went over there early the first morning and did uh, what's called a power kora which is walking three times clockwise around the base of this structure. There's prayer wheels all the way around. And the whole community comes together mm -hmm. to uh, offer prayers for all sentient beings as, as this group. And some of the devout uh, Buddhists w do it by uh, prostrating themselves all the way around three times. It takes a long time. Really uh, amazing to watch this. But, but a powerful place. Yeah. Um, of people really coming together and for positive reasons. Yeah. Um, and then as a, a sort of counterpoint to that, the Tibetan Buddhism is, is, is powerful there, but Hinduism is actually more mm -hmm. common. Mm -hmm. And we went to one of the iconic uh, Hindu temples. Oh, wow. That was powerful. Uh, one of the big things that we got to witness was uh, a party that was gathered to... Um, witness the death of, of an older person and uh, our guide was was a Hindu and he walked us through this whole process and I was just amazed at the reverence they have for death and the way that they respect death and, and the, to a certain extent the funeral happens just before the death when yeah. possible yeah and then um, so that the, everybody is together and then the cremation is immediate, immediate. on site, outdoors, and which, which kind of makes sense because yeah. if you've already paid your respects, and then you don't have to worry about decay. Yeah. But boy, the river is uh, amazing. And there were several cremations going on while we were there, yeah. outdoors. And it was a it's a community event. Yeah. Um, that, that was happening. One of the things that really boggled my mind was you want to be as close to this holy place when you die as possible. Because you want to die at the holy place if you can. It, it that's spiritually that's a powerful thing. So older people, uh, if they feel like they're dying, they leave their home and they come and they wait there to die. Sort of hospice, but yeah. even if they're not really sick. But on the other end of life, the main reason we're in the fall is to look at. Yes babies coming into the world. And uh, we, we got a chance to visit One Heart Worldwide's headquarters in, in Kathmandu. Mm -hmm. And that was really special. Um, it, it, we met the whole administrative staff. Mm -hmm. And you can see it, for the power and effectiveness of the work that they do, it's a tiny staff. Um, shockingly small. Shockingly small. And, um, and really effective. I, I was just so impressed with them. 
and in the amount of work that's done on a shoestring. Right, and in fact, their administrative costs are really low for, for a nonprofit. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the reasons is because their staffing costs are so low because they're so so committed, so dedicated, and, and do such a great job. But fabulous to get to be at the world headquarters. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste.